And Rhino, he's not even an issue. I don't sweat Rhino. Rhino's got him set up on the rope right here. of the Rhino Wrestling Review. I am your host, Dan Rhino. You can follow me on Twitter at D-A-N-R-Y-N-O. You can follow the show at Rhino underscore wrestling. And we are, of course, brought to you by our friends at ProWrestling.com, which is where you can find this show, as well as every podcast platform you can think of. If you can't find it, you're not trying hard enough. Uh, You've also probably heard me lately on uh, the STF Underground podcast with my buddy Doug E. Wrestling. And I'm going to be on there quite a bit. So uh, not every week, but uh, quite a few weeks you'll hear me on there. So if you don't hear me here at the Rhino Wrestling Review, head on over to STF Underground and just do it anyway because it's a good show. Doug does a good job over there. It drops every Friday on ProWrestling.com as well as every podcast platform. So go ahead and subscribe and leave him a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. He'd really appreciate it. He's one of our best friends here, and uh, we want to support his show as well. And you'll get to hear me on there. So if you don't get enough of me here, uh, you can get some more of me over there. And there's plenty of me to go around. I'm just saying. It's 2021, man. Why limit yourself? Why constrict yourself to just a small amount of Dan Rhino when you can have as much of Dan Rhino as you want? I am really uh, weirded out by speaking about myself in the third person and making myself seem more important than I really am, which is just a fan of this little thing we call pro wrestling. And we had some big news in pro wrestling this week, some financial news Some moving and shaking by WWE. WWE announced a groundbreaking deal earlier this week. And that's what we're going to talk about on this entire episode today. The WWE Network, as we know it, is no longer an independent entity. On March 18th, all WWE Network content is moving over to NBC Universal's new Peacock streaming service. The agreement is a five-year, one billion, that's billion, with a B licensing agreement in which WWE still owns all the content, all the libraries. Basically, NBC Universal is renting the WWE's content for the next five years. And this is happening all at once on March 18th. They're not going to be staggering content over to the Peacock service, so... All 17,000 hours of programming are coming over to NBC's streaming service. The ad-supported version of Peacock is $4.99, and the ads-free premium version is priced at $9.99, which is the same price as the current WWE Network. So you're going to get 
for the same price that you're paying now, you're going to get everything that you normally got with the WWE Network, including all the pay-per-views. And you'll also get all the Peacock content. And, I mean, outside of the office, I don't know what is really on there that would be worth watching. But if you're one of the people like me that lost the having the office on Netflix on December 31st, now you can get it back. And it's the same price that you were paying before. So it's basically, you're just getting you know, the bonus NBC stuff for free. Or if you want to downgrade to the ad-supported version, you can get $4.99, get all the Peacock stuff, all the WWE stuff, just with ad-supported content. And half price of what you were paying before. So if you were kind of on the fence about keeping your WWE network because you weren't really feeling the product lately, you can keep it, get the Peacock content too, and pay half of what you're paying before. So maybe if 10 bucks was too much, maybe you'd feel better about $5. And the deal does not give NBC Universal exclusive rights to the pay-per-views. So it's not like a, a UFC deal where the only way you can buy a pay-per-view is through the ESPN Plus app. You can't buy UFC pay-per-views on your, your with through your cable or, or satellite provider. That, but that's not the kind of deal we got going on here. WWE will still independently sell the pay-per-views to cable and satellite companies if you don't want to partake in the WWE slash uh, Peacock venture. However, if you are going to watch a pay-per-view, you might as well just throw five bucks down for the uh, Peacock Network for a month, get that pay-per-view, and then you can see if there's anything else that uh, tickles your fancy. We are hearing that Peacock has no plans to tier the WWE content price-wise or charge an amount for the WWE Network in addition to the Peacock. It's going to be all included. Uh, we're not hearing that there's going to be two price points listed. However, the terms of the agreement seem to lead us to believe that Peacock does have some flexibility to do so in the future if they want to. And this is interesting because it also comes at a time when ESPN has recently begun phasing out WWE content and now has altogether stopped it after the announcement of WWE's deal with Peacock. And if you're not familiar, ESPN is owned by Disney, which is... You know, ABC is the direct broadcast competitor of NBC and NBC Universal, and of course, Disney has Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, and also owns Hulu now, I believe. So it's this is just another part of the streaming wars that have been going on for a while, and everybody, seeing every entity has has their own streaming service now i even saw that like national geographic is is coming out with one or i guess it's discovery plus is going to have uh th their own content as well and it seems like everybody has a streaming service now and you know peacock is just trying to find something to differentiate themselves from the pack something to make them stand out a little bit whether it's good bad or ugly but ESPN, like I said, owned by Disney, a direct competitor to, to Comcast, which owns both NBC Universal and Peacock. And like I said before, the deal begins on March 18th. That Fastlane pay-per-view uh, is on the 21st, just a few days after this thing launches. And uh, it's going to be for the United States only. Apparently, the WWE Network will continue internationally. But... 
from NBC Universal's perspective, you know, you got to wonder why are they spending so much money, a you know, billion dollars over five years? It doesn't really make a lot of immediate financial sense. I mean, it does for WWE side. I mean, you got a, a billion dollars for five years. You, you can't beat that. That's insane. But from NBC Universal, I mean, if you do the math, 1.1 million American WWE Network subscribers, you know, switching over to Peacock, let's say if they switch over for the $4.99 a month plan, you know, NBC Universal is only going to be co collecting $66 million in annual subscription fees, and they're paying $200 million to the WWE over the course of the of the deal. So the math is, is really weird, and there's lots of different variables in here. You know, you've got the fact that Peacock already has an estimated 20 million subscribers, but we don't know how many of those are paid subscribers because apparently there's a free tier as well. So the numbers could be a little misleading there, a little fuzzy math. You also got to think that Peacock's not going to get all those 1.1 million from the WWE Network to make the switch because at some of them at least have to be already be subscribing to both Peacock and the WWE Network. So you would think that they're just going to cancel their WWE Network subscription now when it moves to Peacock. And there's also the fact that Comcast and Cox Cable subscriptions get Peacock for free. So WWE Network subscribers who have Comcast or Cox Cable, which there's got to be so there's got to be quite a few of them, you would think, with two big cable uh, providers like that, cable car carriers, they're just going to cancel their WWE Network because they already get Peacock for free, and WWE Network is going to be absorbed into Peacock. But you got to think that you know some of those subscribers are going to pay, like myself, I already pay $9.99 a month for the WWE Network. I'm probably just going to get the $9.99 ad-free premium tier on Peacock and Peacock can collect advertising money from the fans who don't pay for the premium tier. The ones that pay the $4.99, they can collect ad, ad revenue on them and maybe if this bumps their subscribers at all, they can charge a little bit more for that ad revenue. But the money is just, it, it's so it's so strange the, the way the money is all working out. I don't know what would elicit this purchase by NBC Universal. But uh, according to Brandon Thurston over at WrestleNomics, the reason for the acquisition is to be a loss leader for NBC Universal. And, and that just, a loss leader is something that you sell at a cost loss to yourself, but it attracts customers. So maybe you, you sell something for where you would not make a profit on it, but you get customers in the door and maybe they buy more things from you or maybe they, they get positive word, word of mouth as a result of that. And maybe they refer their friends or their family uh, to your business. And that's kind of what, what Brandon Thurston is saying here is, is that the purchase here is just to try to give uh, outside customers uh, something else to go along with the Peacock Network to maybe entice them to join. So NBC is kind of going into it knowing that they're going to lose money on this deal, but maybe in the long run it will be a positive thing for them because they will have drawn more eyes to their product and thus more advertising 
dollars and thus more subscribers and and so on and so forth but NBC Universal is very profitable on their cable television end they don't need the WWE network to make a profit they are super profitable on the on the cable end and that's really the backbone of NBC Universal but they need to start thinking about the future because you know current trends suggest that Streaming is the future and that cable television is dying and at some point NBC Universal is going to Start pouring more money into this streaming service to make sure that it is strong and That it is a solid Service when cable eventually becomes unprofitable Because when the cable side becomes unprofitable, they're just going to stop doing it at that point, there's going to be no going back. There's going to be no recovering. Once the cable side becomes unprofitable, it's all streaming after that. They're just going to cut ties and put everything into Peacock. So they they need to make sure that, that Peacock has a strong portfolio and that Peacock, that when the eventual uh, throwdown death match of these streaming wars happens, that they have a strong product to throw out there. So basically, you know, NBC Universal is willing to burn money by investing in different content for Peacock. And that's so, you know, maybe you weren't familiar with Peacock like I'm not. I wasn't a subscriber before, but I'm going to become familiar with it because I'm going to come over with uh, some of those WWE Network subscribers. So I'll become more familiar with the streaming service so that by the time cable television stops paying the bills for NBC Universal. They've already got somebody like me that is familiar with their product, and that gives them a little bit of a head start on the other streaming services. I mean, for WWE, this is an amazing deal. I mean, it's similar to the, te the television contracts that they had recently. And I know those television contracts, the Fox and the US USA deal, came pre-pandemic, but you've got those TV deals, you've got... The, the Saudi deals, uh, the money that they made off the Saudi deals, uh, and who knows if those are going to continue going forward. But we got a, co a company that in a pandemic is incredibly profitable and continues to prove to be so by, by scoring this billion-dollar deal. It's just insane. You know, they WWE is reaching into all these different grab bags, and you don't know what you're going to get in each grab bag, but every time they pull something out it's a really cool prize you know they used uh, Raw and Smackdown to get huge TV deals from Fox and USA because broadcast and cable channels feel that live sports is going to be the thing that saves broadcast and cable television and now they're selling their video on demand content to a streaming service they keep branching out into these different avenues and they keep coming up big and the thing about this for for fans is on one hand we could end up getting the wwe network and all the peacock stuff for potentially half what we're paying before that sounds great but you got, if you look at the bigger picture you know this has fundamentally changed the way that wwe has approached not only pay-per-views but Raw and SmackDown, and it has not been a positive thing. You know, before WWE, the before the WWE Network came along, WWE was putting on pay-per-views every month, and 
they cannot afford to have a pay-per-view bomb. They had to give you something that enticed you to want to spend $50 every month pre-WWE Network era. They couldn't have a, a poor build to a pay-per-view or feature res- wrestlers and matches that fans didn't find interesting. They had to, to cater to us, the fans. They had to cater to us, the audience. Because if the pay-per-view bombed, WWE's on the hook for it. So each month, they were spent trying to convince the fans that you well, you absolutely have to get this pay-per-view. you got to spend the $50 to see what would happen because you can't afford to miss what would happen because it's going to be insane. But in the current era, they're getting that, uh, getting that monthly investment is not nearly as important, and the result is less effort and focus being put into each pay-per-view because they don't have to worry about getting your $50 every month. They figured, oh, 10 bucks, even if the product sucks, I'm still going to pay 10 bucks for it because it's still 20% of what I paid before, and I still get the pay-per-view, and I still get all the uh, catalog footage, and now I could potentially even pay half that for $4.99 a month and get all the NBC stuff too. So the, the WWE doesn't feel like they have to put a lot of effort into the product, and that's why the product is, I mean, honestly, in, in, the, in the WWE Network era, can you say that the product has been good? Not even consistently. I almost said, can you consistently say it's been good? Can you overall say that the product in the WWE Network era has been good? No, there's, there's no way you could honestly say that unless you are a WWE apologist. And we know they're out there. WWE, they'll like everything WWE does. They'll watch every week, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Same thing, the AEW has their apologists as well. Impact Wrestling has their apologists as well. New Japan does as well. And no matter what they do, it's going to be perceived as the the greatest thing ever. But we have seen a marked difference in product quality in the WWE Network era. And the things that we found out is that Vince McMahon is going to make ridiculous amounts of money no matter what. No matter if you're pushing Roman Reigns as a super babyface down everybody's throat, no matter the weakness of the monthly pay-per-views, no matter the sagging ratings, Vince had his monthly subscribers. Vince had his huge TV contracts. Vince had his Saudi Arabian blood money. He had no motivation for improving the programming or giving the fans what they want. Remember when they all, when the whole McMahon-Helmsley family stood in the ring and said they were going to give the fans what they want? They had no motivation for that. Because they already had your subscription money that you were going to, if you're a fan of wrestling, even if you're not a fan of the new product, you're going to pay that much just to be able to go back and watch every old Raw and every old SmackDown and relive what the glory days were like of your fandom. He already had a Saudi Arabian money. He already had a billion, uh, two, was it a $2 billion Fox deal and a $750 million USA deal? And this Peacock deal is just going to put a brighter spotlight on these issues that we're having. Because the WWE doesn't even need to convince their fans to sign up for the WWE Network anymore. It used to be that they at least the WWE at least had some motivation for putting out a good product because they were trying to entice you to sign up for the WWE Network. And if you already had it, they wanted you to keep it. They at least had some motivation there. You were probably going to keep it anyway, even if the product sucked. Like I did. I don't enjoy WWE programming. 
but I keep the network because I'm a wrestling fan. It's a wrestling fan network. But they don't even need to do that anymore. They're getting all of the revenue. They're getting $200 million a year for the next five years, whether you all unsubscribe from the WWE network or not. They're, gonna, they're getting that money. That is guaranteed money for them. Even if they put on the crappiest product that you have ever seen for the next five years, they are guaranteed to get a billion dollars out of it. They have, that is a guaranteed money deal. They have even less motivation now to put on a good product. They've got the Raw SmackDown television contracts, now the WWE Network deal with Peacock. It has created an atmosphere where the day-to-day interest in the WWE product is irrelevant to the company's bottom line. It used to be a sport based on fans and based on heels and baby faces and based on uh, performance at the gate, getting people to see the, these blow, big blow-off matches and, and these, these big pay-per-view uh, endings to feuds. Those, those things now, the day to day, your fandom, the amount that you care about the WWE product has nothing to do with the company's bottom line now. And this Peacock deal just furthers that agenda. Every single one of you, including me, we could cancel our Peacock, Peacock subscriptions one day. We could all, over a million of us that have the WWE Network right now, when it goes over to Peacock, we could all just say, nope, we're not going to do it. We could cancel it, and that would not prevent the WWE's bottom line. That would not prevent them from getting any money. It probably wouldn't even affect their their stock costs if every single person canceled because they've already got a billion dollars coming over the next five years. So if you're a fan of the current WWE product, you should be very happy about the deal with Peacock. If you like what's on WWE TV right now, good for you. Because you're going to get more of the same over the next five years. It ins- This deal with Peacock ensures that you are going to be getting more of the same for the next five years. But if you're like me and you want, you want something better from WWE, you want an improvement in the product, you feel like you, you deserve that, you want a change of pace, you want a different creative direction, you should be really worried about this Peacock deal. Yeah, it sounds great that you can get the, the network for half of what you were getting before and you get all this NBC content. Yeah, that sounds great. But it's like when you get a pop-up and says it says that you want a free iPad. You didn't. You're probably getting a virus put on your computer. You're probably getting uh, your information sold to a uh, telemarketing firm. If you're like me and you were waiting to see a positive creative change under the WWE umbrella, I'm sorry, this is not a good thing. Because as long as business is at record levels, why would they change it? Why would they make significant creative adjustments if they're doing record business now? They just got a billion dollars. And they were not making even close to that in the revenue off the, the, the monthly revenue or the annual revenue off the WWE Network. What this has done, these guaranteed money deals, these Saudi Arabian deals, the, the Peacock deal, and like I said, the guaranteed money deals from, from Fox and USA, 
and then you throw NXT in there. That's just another guaranteed money deal. What this has done, it's taken our power away. Our, our power as WWE fans, as WWE customers, having any say in what goes on in the product. Because pro wrestling has always been about the fans having control over the product. Because the promoters always had to put out a product that fans would want to see if they wanted to make any money. You had to get people into the Greensboro Coliseum on a Friday night if you wanted to your promotion or your territory to be profitable. They've taken that out of our hands. If they didn't give us something we, we wanted, we wouldn't go see it. They don't care if you go see it now. WWE could run empty house shows for the next five years and would still be insanely profitable because of the USA deal, because of the Fox deal, and now because of the Peacock deal. So maybe, you know, Vince has always talked about how he's a genius, whether it's in, in kayfabe where he goes, I'm a genius, or whether he th really thinks he is behind the scenes like so many uh, people have said. Maybe he is. You know, WWE has, has managed to make all of this money, literally billions of dollars in deals, despite diminishing popularity. What kind of deals could Vince have gotten if the product was actually hot or even good? Doesn't even have to be hot like it was back in the Attitude Era or the Stone Cold McMahon stuff. Doesn't even have to be hot like it was with the NWO. What if it was just good? Imagine what kind of deals he could have got. He could, could have been a trillionaire. Right now, the average viewership for Raw, it was uh, 3.018 million in 2017 it's 1.8 million in 2020 that was the numbers at the end of 2020 wwe network subscriptions those should never decline and the reason why is they they become available in more countries all the time so those should never go down even if some people are canceling the fact that it's in more available in in more countries all the time that should make it even those should make those numbers always go up but they went from 1.8 million worldwide in 2018 to 1.5 million in 2020. WWE fans are no longer the true customers of WWE. We're not the customers anymore. Streaming services are the WWE's customers. Cable networks, broadcast networks, Middle Eastern kingdoms are the WWE's customers now. Not us. We're not the WWE's customers anymore. What we're interested in and care about doesn't matter. WWE's not relying on our money anymore. They're relying on the money of the broadcast networks, the cable networks, the streaming services. Those are the true fans. Those are the true customers of the WWE. NBC Universal, Fox. They're the ones paying billions of dollars for the WWE's product. They're not, they're not getting paid by us. We buy a ticket to a show. That is a fraction of a drop in a very large bucket. We buy t-shirts, fraction of a drop in a very large bucket. So we can complain all we want about what's going on with the WWE product. Things aren't going to change. And Vince is la laughing all the way to the bank. But we knew this was coming. We, we, we saw the writing on the wall. 
even after the record-breaking TV deals that WWE got with USA, which is another NBC Universal family member, by the way, it's all under the same umbrella, and Fox, Vince let go of George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. Those were his, his co-presidents or co-vice presidents, whatever it was at the time. They helped secure these enormously historic TV deals for WWE, but they still got let go because they had different feelings about the, than Vince about the future of the WWE Network. And according to reports, Barrios and Wilson saw WWE Network as more of a, a tiered price model where you'd have like a, a, a free tier and then like a mid-tier and then like a premium tier, while Vince saw it as something that he could eventually do with the Peacock deal which is sell the entire catalog of content to a big streaming provider. So Vince brought in Nick Khan to be his new CFO because it seemed that Khan was more in line with, with Vince's vision. No relation to Tony Khan, I'm guessing. But we knew this was coming because Vince mentioned it in that investor call last February, saying that WWE was in, in negotiations with several major streaming services and planned to have that year's WrestleMania on a streaming platform. This was before the world ended, of course, in February. So like I said, maybe Vince is the genius he claims to be. Because he is now going to get more money, guaranteed year after year, from the WWE Network slash Peacock deal than he ever got from the network itself. And another thing, my, que my big question, maybe the thing most lost in this, and when I was on STF Underground this week with Dougie Wrestling and Mr. Main Event and Mike Killam, the managing editor of ProWrestling.com, we talked briefly about this, this Peacock WWE deal. And I, and I asked the question, does this new par partnership open the door for NBC Universal and Comcast to buy WWE? Is Vince interested in selling WWE now more than ever. And everybody kind of acted like that was not even a possibility. But to me, it kind of makes sense. Why would you lease the WWE content when you could just own it outright? And the renewals for the TV deals are coming up in 2023. So you might ask, well, why would... Uh, how could you NBC Universal buy it if it's on Fox? Fox isn't going to go for that. Guys, the TV deals are coming up in 2023. That's less that's 2 years away. It's right around the corner. That would be the perfect opportunity for an aging Vince Vince McMahon to cash out big while still having time to do something else. Maybe buy that uh, NFL team that's always eluded him. And I'm one of those people that always kind of thought that Vince would hand off the company to either his son Shane or his daughter Stephanie and her husband Triple H. But there's been some red flags here. There's been some writing on the wall. Triple H assuming less responsibilities over the last few years, something that Triple H just kind of shrugged off as not a big deal and joked about. But Triple H doesn't seem to be the heir to the WWE throne that we all kind of once thought he was. And then there's the fact that Dave Meltzer recently confirmed that Shane is not even in the WWE right now and has no management role at all. 
is not even affiliated under contract with the WWE right now for anything. Last time we saw him was at the uh, Undertaker send-off at Survivor Series. So when you think about NBC Universal or, or Com, I guess it would be Comcast as the the overarching owner of this whole thing. Comcast has potential owners of WWE. Having the broadcasting company owning the product that they're broadcasting is not a new thing in combat sports. Turner owned WCW. Viacom owns Bellator. And you could definitely envision a scenario where NBC Universal acquires WWE, but it still functions with Triple H and Stephanie as the heads of it. So maybe Vince doesn't hand off the, the company to them, but hands it off to NBC Universal and they keep Triple H and Stephanie around to run it. And before you think that Vince would never do this, because WWE's his baby, he wouldn't he would never unclench his grip uh, from the WWE until the day he dies. Don't forget that he has shareholders to answer to. And if Vince turns down a ridiculous offer from Comcast to purchase his company, he's going to have shareholders to answer to. And Vince still owns the highest amount of shares of any individual stockholder. But he has sold much of his stock in the last few years, as has Triple H, as has Stephanie. So Vince McMahon's influence, influence on WWE and their stockholders lessens every time he sells stock. So if he gets a huge offer, or if the company gets a huge offer from NBC Universal, it's going to be up to the, the stockholders and the board of directors in order to... He's going to have to convince them that this is not a good idea. And he's going to have a hard time doing that because if they're paying a billion dollars just to lease five years of WWE content, imagine what they would pay for the whole company. UFC sold for over $4 billion a few years ago. And I would argue that the WWE is a more valuable entity than the UFC. UFC's got that got the pay-per-view model. They don't really have much of a foothold in television, though. WWE has a huge foothold in television, particularly international television. The WWE on-demand service, WWE Network, blows away the UFC Fight Pass on-demand network. Blows it away, not even close. I would argue that WWE has more mass appeal. I would say that you know more people know who John Cena is than know who Khabib Namargamadoff is, or know who even John Jones, one of the biggest stars in the UFC. So we're talking billions and billions and billions of dollars here. This could be something that NBC Universal does to position themselves for the impending streaming wars when in the next half decade, decade, however long it takes for cable television to die out, it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. They want to be ready and they may, might want to add WWE to their portfolio as crazy as you may think it sounds. So the next couple of years leading up to when the current TV deals are expiring are going to be super interesting. Plus, 
with this new WWE Peacock deal, we can look forward to a lot of co-promotion of the other reason to own the Peacock Network. And that, of course, is the all nine seasons of The Office. Thank you to everybody for listening, for downloading, for subscribing. I'm Dan Rhino. This is the Rhino Wrestling Review brought to you by our friends at ProWrestling.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Rhino. You can follow the show on Twitter at Rhino underscore wrestling. You can follow ProWrestling.com on Twitter at ProWrestling.com. We will be back whenever we feel like it. We might be back next week. We might be back the week after that. We just don't know. But if you don't find me here, you can probably find me over at my buddy Doug E. Rustling's podcast, STF Underground. I'm not on there every week, but I am on there quite a bit, trying to uh, contribute to our brethren in the ProWrestling.com family whenever I can. Uh, His show drops every Friday on ProWrestling.com and every podcast platform. Uh, This show drops whenever the hell we feel like it on ProWrestling.com and every podcast platform. Uh, Like I said, if you're uh, digging Doug's show, if you're digging my show, leave us a review, whatever podcast platform you're on, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever it is, they have all got some kind of uh, rating system that they they use. We'd appreciate a five-star review or five hearts or whatever the, the top review is. We'd really appreciate it because it helps up our profile and helps uh, get the show out to more people. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, congratulations go out to our buddy Raymond Ojeda in California. He was the winner of the prize pack that we did for the Rhino Wrestling Review Golden Horn Awards. And your prize pack went out last week, Raymond. It's probably in your hands right now, honestly, as I'm recording it. So uh, he got a lot of great stuff Uh enormous prize pack that we sent out to him so we really appreciate him supporting the show we really appreciate everybody who voted for those awards and uh, we're going to try to do some more prize packs in the near future for some other stuff too so uh, send us your emails as well rhinowrestlingreview at gmail.com or tweet us if you have any questions or comments and we will read them on the air and uh, we might be due for another uh, mailbag show because we're kind of starting to get backed up in the, in the coffers a little bit here. So look for that in the very near future. Until then, I'm Dan Rhino. Like I said, big thanks to ProWrestling.com. Thanks to you for downloading, listening, and subscribing. And don't kick out of each other's finishers. See ya! Hey, it's the R to the Y, N to the O, on a block like a tortoise with a slow, on a block like a baker cause I'm picking up my dough, and when I'm in the booth like I'm cooking up a O.